This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The government jobs report for November is a, a bit of an unpleasant surprise. Let's break it down with the help of Carl Riccadonna, chief U.S. economist, Bloomberg based in New York. Carl, thanks for joining us today. If past is prologue, this 210,000 number for the month of November uh, will no doubt be revised upward in subsequent reports because is we've talked about other jobs reports in 2021 being kind of a disappointment, and then they're revised upwards in some cases by a lot. Well, Rob, I'm going to stick with the past as prologue theme, and uh, certainly we have seen uh, upward revisions in, in recent months, which uh, suggests that there may be some undercounting uh, on the first count uh, for the jobs reports. But uh, taking a little bit of a longer time horizon, uh, if we think of past as prologue, uh, looking back to November of last year, we saw a disappointing payroll report at a time when case counts were not looking so bad uh, in terms of COVID cases, uh, and then things really deteriorated unraveled heading into uh, December when we actually saw a net payroll decline. Uh, And my concern is as we look at uh, kind of rolling seven-day case count averages and things of that nature, uh, that we can see indeed uh, there's a big pickup uh, taking place. Uh, A lot of states, uh, you know, it's uneven across states, uh, states where folks are heading indoors more due to colder weather. Uh, We're seeing those case counts really uh, pick up the the Michigans and New Hampshire's, uh, for instance. Uh, And my concern is that uh, this is going to further unravel and uh, we may be in for a, a an even bigger disappointment uh, when those December results are reported, which would be at the start of uh, the new year. We are starting to see uh, statewide case counts uh, approaching where they were last November and last December. The key difference, though, between last year and this year is that uh, there were very few vaccines in arms a year ago, and now uh, hundreds of millions of Americans are considered fully vaccinated. So when companies make their decisions about staffing or hiring or people just going out, Uh, Will the kind of mass uh, vaccination program make a difference in the in in the economy and the the risk uh, assessment compared to last year? Certainly, it impacts the uh, risk assessment, and I think we can look at uh, economic stoppages uh, being more concentrated in the most vulnerable sectors like uh, transportation, you know, travel, leisure, and hospitality. Uh, those types of sectors, uh, there is more resilience there. And as as Lisa highlighted, uh, this is leading to some gradual rebound in uh, workers' willingness to re-enter the labor force, and so we see those participation numbers uh, coming back up. That said, if we look at labor participation now, it's basically running at levels which prior to the pandemic uh, we last saw during the administration of Jimmy Carter. So uh, we've got a long way to go to get those workers back into uh, back into the economy. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Carl Riccadonna, chief U.S. economist with Bloomberg based in New York. News that makes you money. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The pandemic job recovery in Illinois continues to lag. Let's update the local situation with Rick Cobb, who is the founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern in Chicago. Thanks for joining us today, Rick. What is the local and not only just the state of Illinois employment picture, but how are things looking in the Chicago area? Sure. Well, it's not, we are lagging. Uh, we're at 6% unemployment and the national average now is at 4.8, I believe. And that's showing up in our markets as well. We have uh, a threat of inflation, some supply change issues, uh, uh, challenges. And then we don't really have the, the workforce that aligns as well as it could with the growth areas. In Chicago, we see a growth in, a significant growth in leisure and hospitality, provided that Another variation of COVID doesn't cool that off. Uh, professional business services are doing fine. Healthcare continues to be a very strong place for opportunities for employment. Um, manufacturing construction are flat. The thing that I find a bit concerning about uh, the greater Chicago area is the information uh, area. The technology sector and those the programming side, those are information and tech people, that's actually down across the entire greater Chicagoland area, with the exception of Lake County and then the, the border in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, where that's, it's up. So we're, if you try to figure out what's going on there, you think that you have a combination of people who can work in other places and have chosen to go to different places to do their jobs, um, and that we just don't, we aren't attracting or retaining enough people in the technology sector. Uh, to meet the demand. Yeah, what, what is driving this uh, skills gap? Is it simply a, a brain drain and people, as you said, uh, possibly uh, just seeing that the grass is greener on the other side of the state line? Or is it just simply a matter of uh, we're having a hard time not only attracting and retaining uh, the, this type of worker, but also educating them as well? Yeah, I think that I think the last one's key. Um, we need to be able to change the way we're dealing with our, our population in the greater Chicagoland area and, and create a better path for people who would have perhaps in the past considered a, a manufacturing job, which are m much farther and fewer than there were, and, and, and bring those people back in. The hardcore of the unemployment in, in Illinois and particularly in, in the greater Chicagoland area are people that are economically challenged and just cannot get to the job, uh, let alone probably have the skill sets to do that. We have to address that. It's not going to go away. Uh, and then, of course, the other side of it, they look at the, the fact that a lot of the, the, the people that wanted to live in the city and, and have the amenities of uh, being able to go to restaurants and, and, and shop and do all the things that you like to do in the city of Chicago, they've, they've moved out or they've had to work remotely going, you might as well be in the suburbs if you can't go out because it, it costs less to live in the suburbs. Um, so we've got some, some challenges ahead of us. And, and, and I, I don't know, I don't have an answer. If I did, I suppose I wouldn't be doing this. I'd be on my yacht somewhere. Well, thanks for joining us uh, from dry land, Rick Cobb, the founder of the workplace consulting firm to discern the noon business hour continues presented by the village of Bedford Park. Markets are in the red today. We're joined by Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond, Indiana, and author of Winning with the Dow's Losers. Chuck, thanks for joining us today. You know, it's it, it, the, the markets don't like uncertainty and the Omicron variant of COVID-19 
seen is a measure of uncertainty. But when it comes to the jobs report, it sounds like there's a, a regular ritual, or at least there has been since the summer, where the the original number, the top line number, is somewhat disappointing, but then it gets revised upward. Yes, and, and I think that's probably a trend that's going to continue based on how they capture those numbers, which some folks feel may be a little antiquated given kind of the, the digitization of the economy and what people are doing in terms of new new digital jobs, entrepreneurship, et cetera. So, you know, it, it was a little bit of a, a quirky number today. I, I don't think the market's reacting to that as much as just kind of this continuing day, you know, schizophrenia that we're seeing in the market day by day, where one day it seems like the value uh, stocks are, are, are doing okay, the reopening stocks, and then the next day you see the, the growth stocks and some of the, the, the stay-at-home stocks selling off. And today's a good example of that. You've got um, the, the defensive stocks holding up extremely well. Uh, when you look at kind of def- defensively oriented safety, higher dividend paying stocks are actually doing well today versus, you know, the NASDAQ growth stocks, which are, are getting beat up pretty much. And, um, you know, again, it's it's kind of this back and forth day to day. What is uh, what what are the trends uh, showing not only in terms of inflation, but also uh, energy prices, because there has been a sell off in the oil sector. And it sounds like some of the supply chain issues that were driving inflation are starting to uh, straighten themselves out. The dwell times in ports dropping precipitously. Uh, So what are the the long term trends showing in terms of some of these, you know, economic uh, hiccups uh, in terms of how how are they going to resolve? Yeah, it seems like you're starting to see kind of green shoots of, of improvement along kind of the supply channel. That that should be a positive if, in fact, inflation is, is truly being driven by kind of supply demand and there just isn't enough supply. Um, if that starts to improve in the, the first half of next year, that you would think would help inflation. But, um, you know, the market, I think, is still kind of worried about inflation, and I think that's part of the reason you're seeing the high PE growth stocks selling off today too, is that, yeah, things are improving, but have we reached a point where, you know, in, inflation just can't be simply, uh, you know, is it, is it become more embedded in the economy and something that just can't simply kind of reverse itself over, you know, a quarter or two. And, and that's kind of the, the, the the calculus and investors are trying to weigh right now, quite frankly. The Dow is down 174 points right now. What is the Dow theory telling you? Well, the last major signal under the Dow theory was a, a primary bull market signal. And what we have seen thus far, when you look at the, the action of the Dow Jones Industrial and the Dow Jones Transportation Average, has been fairly classic characteristics of a secondary correction within a bull market. These corrections tend to last three weeks to three months. They tend to be pretty violent. They tend to be pretty scary because their purpose is to reduce the speculative froth that builds up over extended market periods. That's what it's doing. So at this point, you know, based on, again, the last major signal being bullish under the Dow theory, we're regarding this as a correction within the bull market. You, you mentioned the term uh, green shoots, which is something that I had not heard since the beginnings of the last economic recovery 12 years ago. And for all of the discussion about supply chain issues and inflation, uh, this is kind of the price you pay for a rapid economic recovery versus one that takes a very long time and one in which you may not realize the benefits. Well, well, that's true. Um, it, it's it's a fine line that you try to walk with these things, right? It's 
you, you want kind of an improved economy. We've uh, obviously there's been tremendous amounts of stimulus that's come into the economy uh, over the last six to twelve months, and uh, you know sometimes maybe you overreach on that stimulus. And, and drive prices higher in, in the short term. You know, the one thing to watch from an inflation standpoint that I think really pertains to the market is wage inflation. And and we have it. Now, we don't quite have it to the point that I really, you know, start kind of sending out, you know, red flags. And that's really if you see infl- wage inflation exceeding 5% over the next several months. We're about 4.8, so we're close. So it'll be interesting to see what wage inflation does over, say, the next the next three to six months. I think that's going to be a major key in terms of if inflation is here to stay and going to be really detrimental to the stock market. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecasts newsletter in Hammond, Indiana. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Buy. Sell. Listen. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday, and we're in the holiday spirit this afternoon, talking about Christmas trees and lighting and challenges with the supply chain this year. We welcome in John DeCosmo, founder and president of the Ultra Lit Tree Company, maker of the Lightkeeper Pro, based in Glenview. John, thanks for joining us today. Let's talk about the Lightkeeper Pro, uh, especially as someone who uh, took out the Christmas lights from the crawl space uh, just a couple of weeks ago and found that uh, the vast majority of them uh, were not functional. After a summer away, and uh, as as Gene Shepard said in the Christmas story, he began to spin a, a tapestry of profanities that still hangs in space over Lake Michigan. Uh, did that frustration uh, inspire you to invent the Lightkeeper Pro? Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> but it was a large problem for us. As one of the first two pre-lit tree companies, everything we imported in the year 1999 was defective. How are we going to fix this? How are we going to get out of this problem? And a very smart engineer helped me to uh, to figure this out. This was invented in uh, Chicago suburb in Glenview. And the way this thing works is it sends a pulse down the line uh, that basically reactivates whatever you know dead spot in the wire, so that the remainder of that uh, Christmas light strand can uh, fire up again. That is correct. Remember that the marketing forever has said when one ball burns out, the rest stays lit. It's true, but it's not always true. We form a mini weld inside that belt, inside of that ball. But UL listed products since day one, very safe, but it reestablishes the continuity, just like you were referencing. And how has uh, this particular Christmas season been unique compared to others uh, in terms of both uh, demand for that product and also meeting that demand? Well, just imagine that as we speak, 
we still have customers taking in deliveries uh, through the rail yards and such. It, it has been, uh, fortunately here, I, I know that we can't complain, but uh, it has been one of the most stressful for uh, uh, for a good many. And then for the last, uh, you know, this year and last year as well, especially in 2020, as um, more people were inside and they had more time and money and effort to put into their home decorations, uh, what was the demand for Christmas lights, Christmas decorations, and also for the accessories that would keep those things functional? The demand for Christmas lights uh, took the uh, the quickest explosion. We saw this in March and April of last year, and national news outlets picked up on it. Rather immediately, people went to the basement, the attic, and they brought out their lights to make themselves feel good going into a uh, very ugly pandemic. Uh, continuing that trend, uh, almost everybody stayed at home last year, and therefore one of the objectives was to make the house prettier, and uh, and everything in this trade uh, did just that for them. And then very quickly, uh, did shows they predate the pandemic, like the great Christmas light battle, uh, did that also uh, inspire people to make their outdoor Christmas displays uh, grander and uh, and brighter than before? <laughs> I think that those shows, I think what the Botanic Gardens does and everything continues the inspiration. The explosion in outdoor uh, Christmas decorating has been exceptional. Thanks for joining us. John DeCosmo, founder and president of the Ultralit Tree Company, maker of the Lightkeeper Pro. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.